you're listening and watching MHF Move Her Forward podcast and TV series. This is a place, yes, where you can listen, learn, and level up. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Edwina McKinnon, and on Move Her Forward, we bring you new topics twice a month that are dedicated to women in business. So join us as we have thought-provoking conversations where our speakers will share their secrets of strategizing their next moves and helping our audience learn, listen, and level up. If you love learning new things and leveling up, do remember to hit that subscribe button because you will love it here at Move Her Forward where we remove the fluff out of our conversations and bring you increased value to your day. So today we're going to welcome our guest speaker. I am so excited about this episode and I believe it's going to be one of our most powerful episode to go live. We're going to be talking about unleashing the power of writing with Camelia Blair. And uh, we're going to jump right in. And thank you so much for being a part of this episode, Camelia. If you can just let us know just a little bit about yourself before we jump in and start getting you to drop some gems for us. Absolutely. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here. I, could, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else but here this afternoon. So I'm Camila Blair. I'm Toronto's um, award-winning um, local author. I encourage youth and young adults to put their pain to paper where they may find their true purpose. I'm a mother of two kings, and I am here. This year, I've taken a step back on doing a lot of publishing, and just I've created my own word, which is to be an entrepreneur. An entre- um, mentorpreneur. It's it's still in the works, but yeah, along those lines, which is basically giving back to my community and surrounding communities to normalize reading and writing. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, you've been doing a lot of things online and I had to bring you to my table to talk with you to drop some gems. So as you know, we don't really like to dwell and have fluff in our conversation. So I'm just going to jump right into some of the questions that have come through uh, from our listeners that really want to learn how to, you know, be able to write their own story and be able to publish books. So um, how has writing really impacted your career as a Black woman? So um, writing for me has been very therapeutic, first and foremost. I know that within our culture in the Black community, we don't really encourage therapy. So this is why um, writing is therapeutic. And it it brings back, sometimes it depends on the trauma um, that you're having to let it go and have that release. That being said is um, I was recognized in a different light in my community as um, I'm from Jane and Finch. And we the stigma says we won't make it anywhere or... We are have to play basketball or uh, a rapper. I can't sing or rap, and I, I don't have the best three throw. So for me, it's like the stardom for just writing. It's something so basic, but yet so powerful. It's the power of words, and we're here to normalize that. I just, I just love. Oh my gosh, you're already dropping some gems already for our listeners. I love everything that you said. It's so powerful. And I started writing myself, and it's such an awakening that you have, and. I encourage anybody to get a pen, paper, or if you're into technology, you know, type out things. Um, it really does make a huge difference. And you and you talked about something about therapy as well. Writing is a part of therapy, a part of you healing. Um, so I just love that. And I know you have about two books published right now that is actually in Walmart. So congratulations. And 
I just really love watching, you know, women go from where they are and seeing a vision for their life and then really, you know, um, you know, doubling down on that. So with that being said, can you share some of your experience with the process of publishing a book? And what were some of your biggest challenges that you faced, especially as a woman of color? So for me, writing the series, which is Chronicles of Jane, part one and part two, because it's a story of my life and we went all the way back to the age of tender age of between four and five years old, I had a traumatic um, situation. So for me, in writing the book, I had to take a step back and just um, put together the tools that I learned in therapy because I did attend therapy back in 2016. So during the pandemic, it was like I was having triggers and it was just like, okay, you know what, just write and release. So um, in doing so, the book, the first book took me about uh, five months tops um, from start to finish and cover and releasing the book in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, um, as even a Canadian black woman, we're not really recognized as like top authors. A lot of people are going for that Amazon bestseller, but in the community or just in the general GTA is we're not really, our culture is not really recognized as like top writers or even publishers. So for me, it was, who are you and what are you doing? And, you know, when I start to explain myself with the, again, with the power of words, they're like, okay, where have you been for the last five years? We really need you. So again, it was a negative place from where I came from turned positive and I'm, I'm grateful for it because it happened in less than two years. I love it. And there's a, a saying that really resonates with this conversation. You fall seven times, get up eight, right? So Absolutely. I love that you used a place that, you know, others would have looked at as being in a really hard place, but you use it as a way to level up. And that's exactly what this podcast is about, is shining light on women like yourself that has used something that they have been battling to really level up. So let's talk about this, like the process of publishing a book, because like you said, not a lot of black women are these top, um, you know, publishers and have like a big name around them as being an author. So what were some of the things, like some of the challenges that you ran into when you actually started to publish your books? So one of the first challenges I had, to be honest, is this book is actually written from middle school. So chapter, um, pages one to 10 is between a middle school, high school and college. So the challenge, one of the challenges I had was who's going to publish this book. At the time, um, I already had um, several businesses that I was already running. I didn't have the time to self-publish. Every time I went to do it, it was like a roadblock. So um, there was a young lady who used to live in our community and she had moved to Atlanta. So the challenges I was having there was our timings were different and I'm early riser, right? And I shut down, at, by, I'm up by 4.30 every morning and my body shuts down by 5.30 in the evening. So that was a challenge that I had. And that was because we were in, she was in America and I was in Canada, the publishing rights, it was like, okay, what are we gonna do? But again, when God's in the midst of it, ain't nothing gonna stop it. So it set us back two or three weeks but as you can see, the accolades don't lie. It, it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> so again, even with my clients, um, because I'm in Canada, I do take on clients internationally. Um, we just had to iron it out. So for me, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a blueprint on how to become an author, especially in our community. And there wasn't a blueprint as how to become this public publishing company. And then the competition about uh, before me is, who are you? We've been here 10 years. What do you think? And then I'd be like, okay, excuse me. Hi. I know what to do. 
And I actually end up taking the two or three courses um, so that I'm certified because me coming in as a black woman in this um, new niche for me, it's I've been here 10 years, you've been here two years, you don't know. So when I can guarantee, Adrena, my clients that I can get you in Barnes & Noble because when Barnes & Noble sees my email address in the morning, they're like, oh my gosh, she's back at it again. So that encouragement, a lot of publishing companies do not offer. So that's what sets me apart. And it also gives me um, competition that they can't handle, but it's okay. Yeah, we need the competition and we need to see more faces like yourself taking up this space. And I just kind of took a note here. You spoke about self-publishing. Um, do you mind just kind of defining what that is versus the route that you that you should be taking? Because there, like you mentioned, there's no blueprint to this. So what is self-publishing and, and what could that do for a woman right now? And I know, and this, a lot of publishing companies, they get at me for is I actually encourage self-publishing. And then it's why, because it's something that, especially if you're speaking about yourself or your past life, this is something that you're giving a gift to the world. COJ books will guide you along the way. But I, because again, there's no, there was no roadmap for us, but I will guide my clients to say, okay, you need your copyrights. You need your trademarks. Okay, send it over to me. Okay, well, I'll get my editing. And then I'll, I don't take um, royalties in my business anyway. So I actually encourage the self-publishing. So self-publishing basically means is that you've done most of the work. You are the publishing. There's no publishing house behind you. Uh, but we do sometimes send a contract as a co-publishing. So you yourself are the publisher, co-published by COJ Books. Okay, got it. So your company right now is offering individuals to publish their book. Is that what I'm understanding? So even if they were to self-publish, they can still work with you and you would be able to help guide them. Is that correct? Definitely. That's a service that we offer is just the guidance through self-publishing. And then a lot of my clients are coming to me worldwide because I promise that heavy distribution, which is Barnes & Noble's um, Books A Million in a um, the UK, um, Powell's, um, chapters in Canada, and then 90 other bookstores worldwide. Like my book is in Taiwan and I don't know how it got there, but that's the distribution that I offer. So a lot of, oftentimes is I even get people who already published their book, but they want that distribution for their accolades on the internet. Yeah, I love that. It makes a huge difference, especially with the amount of people that, you know, hear about your book and your story. Um, like I said, you're dropping a lot of gems and I hope our listeners, as usual, get a pen and paper and start writing things down. Um, so something that I really was, you know, I really was a fan of is your social media and your social media presence. Um, and I really love your TikTok videos as well. Um, but I wanted to talk about that because there's some women that don't understand how important social media is, especially when they are publishing a book and trying to connect, you know, someone to their book. Um, through your lens, do you feel that social media is still something that's very important in order to get your book out there? And what are some tips that you could really help, um, you know, again, dropping those gems on individuals that are just starting, you know, getting their brand out there around being an author? What are things that you would recommend for them to do? Definitely social media presence is necessary. Um, you don't have to have all platforms. A lot of people are not comfortable in front of the screen yet. There's a lot of things you can do with the paper book itself. And um, 
go out if you're a person who likes to walk bring your book on the walk with you videotape it that 15 second reel can take you along the way again is niching yourself down into like um the hashtags of um book writer of instagram publisher of instagram toronto authors once they start to see that and become part of the book community whether it's tiktok whether it's facebook join facebook groups um, if you're a, a black author, a young black author, if you have a children's book, it's just to niche down ex and use social media because it's very powerful. People are on social media networks all day, even when they're at work. And scrolling, you never know. That is so true. You never know who will <laughs> come across your video. So just be unique with it and then get comfortable. I never force a client to say, you know, go on, head on. Um, with your face a lot of people do faceless videos or even do story time this is a good gem is story time on youtube where you can have like soothing music and you're just um speaking a couple of chapters in your book in the beginning what i did was um even be on instagram live which i was on instagram facebook and tiktok at the same time and just having like a book club where people who've already read your book are now able to ask you questions or even able to go over a few chapters that leads you in a place where a lot of authors are not doing and then now you're unique where i need to tune in at six o'clock on wednesday because she's going to be reading and i didn't really get that part of the book and i want more insight and then you build an audience where they're you're they're wanting more without even reading the book yeah, I just love that in social media. Um, you know, I always say this to anyone is like, you got to keep up with the times, right? Like, there was a way that things were being done 2030 years ago. But now we're in honestly, a digital era. And something that you highlighted is during the pandemic, that's actually what pushed you to become, you know, this this best selling author that you are. So um, I urge anyone that's listening to really double down on social media and, and really listen to some of the, the key things that you had advised. Now, what is your favorite platform that you recommend to start off if you are starting off as like an author? What is the one platform that you say, this will make you a million dollars? Oh, I don't know about the million dollars, but what I do know, it will take you a million minutes, um, is first of all, is to try to um, gauge your content. I personally film all my content on Wednesday or if I get dolled up. Um, and definitely for me, so everybody's social media presence is different. A lot of people use Facebook. To be honest, I, I'm, I don't understand Facebook, but I connect them to each other. And there's a lot of programs these days where you can um, schedule your Instagram post and it goes through your Instagram, TikTok and Facebook all at once. So for me, it personally is Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. It's still, it's still something there. And I was, I, I thought you would have said TikTok. So I know TikTok is on the, the, the come up right now um, in regards to Instagram, but you're saying Instagram and your second one would be um, TikTok. TikTok. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too, I, I get what you're saying about Facebook as well. I'm not too fond of Facebook. I feel like Facebook has, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but all of your friends from high school, like, you know, your, your family. Um, so it's just like a different crowd, a different audience when you're dealing with Facebook. But I wanted to also circle back. You had talked about a few courses that you took when you started your journey. Um, I really want to uh, highlight this. What are some resources and courses that you would recommend anyone that's starting off, like, you know, writing a book? So definitely, um, if English is your second language, um, I always tell my clients is don't let that be a barrier for you. Write your book in your language. 
Chronicles of Jane is in French. It's a second language. Chronicles of Jane is in Italian and Spanish. So don't let that be a barrier. And then it's to learn, actually, if you're publishing or publishing with us, is to change the narrative into your native tongue. Um, also, you can, um, I, would, I always tell my clients is, Go into the library, get back into that. That's taken away from us. So is to go into the library, right? Join reading groups, right? Join focus groups and get back into the communities that are doing these things. When it comes to our course, I never really force a client to say, go back to school. However, if you plan, because being an author is a business. So I always tell people is, if you can touch upon your business English, you're fine. Being an author is a business. Like I said, you're dropping some gems because a lot of people don't really understand there is a whole business around becoming an author. The same thing that the same strategies that you create in a business, you still have to create on becoming an author. Um, So this segment of the episode, which I really, this is my favorite, favorite segment that we're going into. And this is actually one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because Um, I was going to a lot of different empowerment events for women and, um, you know, just hearing women saying, yeah, I'm cheerleading you on. And then you leave these events or you leave these connections and you it's just like it's natural for you to be, you know, really on a good high. Right. And that adrenaline rush takes over. But after a few weeks goes by and you start realizing you're in the same environment and you're doing the same thing and you become very stuck. So with that being said, could you share a few really key, I know you've shared a lot of gems, but what are some top gems that you would share with our audience and our listeners right now to become unstuck and write their their first book? So first and foremost is um, that you touched on is sometimes it is the change of environment. Um, Back in 2020, when we got into there, I turned to my friends, there's a group of us, um, there's 10 or 12, 12 of us. And I turned to them before midnight and I said, I will no longer be available. I may miss birthdays. I may miss a party. I won't miss your wedding though. <laughs> but um, it's made myself unavailable. Sometimes just self-care is what we really just need. We're so um, giving as a culture and as women, we're just, yes, yes. And then the powerful word is sometimes just no. And just to take the step back is to take the Take that pen, take that paper, and just write. Whether it's an hour or two hours or three, depending on people are. There's a saying that I don't like any longer, and it's we all have the same 24 hours. Well, no, we don't. Especially as if you're a single mother, um, your your hours of my hours of getting up is not your hours of getting up. So, um, taking little Johnny to school, taking Erica to ballet, coming home and cooking, taking the dog off for a walk. Um, you have a dentist appointment, a soccer game, a basketball game. Uh, you don't get self-care for yourself. You have work. You have to help with homework. It's not the same 24 hours. So I always tell my clients is pencil out your day. Let me know what your day looks like and then find space for me so that we can connect. So that I can help you, so that you can help yourself. It's not about me. Your stories are so important. Um, even me going back into the high schools, I turned to the English teacher. I said, "Well, most of the students are doing this just for a mark. What do you do with the literature after? Oh, we just throw it away or whatever." And I said, "Well, you've thrown away so many masterpieces, and that's how I got into the school boards. Um, right? Is to take those masterpieces and turn them into something else. We all have a story." We don't know it, but your story can help someone on the other side of the world. So it's not that 
to keep it for yourself. It's the younger generation. Your legacy sometimes is sitting right inside of you. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself, you know what? I am great today, and I want this release, and I want what's my inner peace to be someone else's inner peace and give that joy to someone else. Yeah, I love it. You, honestly, I can listen to you all day. You are... <laughs> You are so powerful and just the way that you speak, it's just, I, I just want, I just wanted to really highlight you in this episode because like I said, you're a powerful woman walking and, I, and now I see why you have all these accolades because of, of what, how you see and portray life. I want to like circle back really quick to the 24 hour. Everybody has the, the same 24 hours in the day because you really highlighted a different perspective that a lot of us didn't even know about. And this saying actually came from, like, they always like to compare it to Beyonce. Like, Beyonce has, you know, the, the, the same 24 hours. But people, they don't remember. They, they, can't, they tend to forget that Beyonce has nannies. She has maids. She has people. She has a whole team. So if we look at that saying, as you're right, we actually don't have the same. We have the same 24 hours, but it's not identical. So... I, I really love your perspective. It's looking at the, your 24 hours, organizing your day, because technically we do all have 24 hours, but how are you using your time? I think that's what you are really highlighting here is look at what you're doing with your time. You may think you don't have any time, but when you start actually pen, pen to pencil or pen to paper and start organizing your time, you realize, you know what, I have an extra hour that I can dedicate to your services. So with that being said, where can a woman find you right now if they have a burning desire to start and write their first book? Where could they find you? Definitely on Instagram, <laughs> right? And that's just my first and last name, which is Camila Blair. Um uh, we are revamping our, our website, so I wouldn't give up my website at this given time. So usually just social media, just work on Google. Um, I was um, verified by Google. So just Google okay. me, and then um, my email address or contact information is on all my social media platforms. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Camelia, and dropping those gems. Like I said, we take the fluff out of the conversation and we get right into it. So if, if I can say anything to our listeners is just start. And that's what Camila was, has been saying throughout this whole episode is don't second guess yourself. You are a masterpiece. Like she said, she dropped some amazing sayings, self-publish yourself. Don't sit there. Don't wait till you're 55, 65 years old. Look back and wish that you could have take the first step and reach out to Camila. I'm going to share her information after this episode. Thank you so much, Camila, for being a part of this episode and shining your light so bright that we cannot ignore you. So keep doing what you're doing because honestly, you are a light, a ray of light that we need and continue, please continue. And everybody, like I love to say, it's time to lock in and level up. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you.